So I was telling my friends about the book that we're reading, and they didn't know what shifters were. What? I was like, you know, like, it's a shifter book, so. And then they were like, what, what's a shifter? <laughs> and I was like, oh, normies. <laughs> it's weird because shifter is not that weird of a concept. Like, it's just a werewolf book, but more inclusive. It's an inclusive term. Yeah, I was like, well, there are people that can turn into animals. And they were like, oh, like a werewolf. And I was like, no. And then, like, in my head, like, there's a separate conversation that I had with a character where it was, like, not politically correct to call them werewolves, you know? <laughs> like, that's your that's your shifter neckbeard moment where you're like, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, like a werewolf with all of the perks, none of the quirks. All the perks, none of the quirks. <laughs> yeah. That's the shifter way. And then they're like, so they're human that turns into animal. And I was like, think. And then again, my PC brain was like, well, actually, they they <laughs> believe that they are like they are two people, one a human and one the animal. Of course, the next question was, do they have hot, freaky animal sex? And I go, sometimes <laughs> breeds match up. I like how that's their question. Like you told them about that we were reading a book about a honey badger and they had more questions about the shifter part of this. The first thing that everybody always does is they go, oh, they don't give a shit. <laughs> so that's going to be like a very blase book. Like honey <laughs> don't care. Deanna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary, woo! Hello and welcome to Getting Lit, Alana and Wendy's totally excellent literary podcast. This is Series 1, Season 2, Episode 5 Yay! of our romance novel-focused two-person book club. My name is Wendy and I'm one of your hosts today. I'm Alana and I'm the other host. And we are discussing the hot... Is it the hot oh, and badger? Oh, sorry, it's hot and badger. <laughs> I was like, the hot and badger. The Hot and the Badgered. <laughs> the Hot and um, We're discussing Hot and Badgered, Honey Badger Chronicles number one by <laughs> Shelley Lawrenston. How are you doing today, Alana? I am doing great, Wendy. You know, Saturday afternoon, I read my badger porn. Things are great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Things are wonderful. And bear porn. And badger and bear. bear. Freaky badger I bear sex. Freaky Badger Bear Sex. Um, I'm going to get to the point here, and I've decided that this book is if you combine the Powerpuff Girls and Winnie the Pooh. Like, <laughs> like if you took both of those ideas together and you put them into a book, like that would, this would be what would come out, like, basically. That's great. I love it. What are you drinking? I am drinking... Um, I'm drinking champagne with strawberries in it. Muddled what? strawberries. I made strawberry shortcake for breakfast. What? <laughs> okay, this and is fancy. Was new, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had some leftover strawberries and I was like, you know what? Fuck mimosas. I'm going to have a fucking whatever this is. And whatever this is, is delicious. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I think there's a name for that, but I don't remember what the name is. Listeners. Please let us know what a champagne with, like, you know, a piece of fruit in it is. You also get a little little chewy treat every every drink or so. Yeah, there's nothing better than boozy fruit. Yes. Nothing better. Nothing. 
What are you drinking? I, I'm drinking the cocktail I made, which was good enough that I made like a, a second one. So mm-hmm. I'm on my second one, which is called the Sweet Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. Um, and all right, so I understand that simple syrup is easy to make. Like mm-hmm. I understand that, but I always buy my simple syrup, which I know <laughs> defeats the purpose of simple syrup. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I was looking around because honey features prominently in this book because of the bears. And I found that you can make simple syrup with honey. And I'm like, that sounds super delicious. So I made a honey simple syrup because I'm real good at things. Mm-hmm. And then I added some, I muddled some rosemary because of, cause I have, cause I have skills. Uh-huh. And uh, some gin and some uh, ruby red grapefruit and uh, some lemon juice and sea salt, which actually does add something to it. I think it and then you kind of combine it all together. Nice. Um, it's pretty good. The honey is quite good. And as I expected, like, simple syrup is, like, you literally stir it, stir it around until, like, the the honey dissolves. Like, it takes all of five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> why have I not done this before? <laughs> like, this is not that hard. I've been paying, like, $3 for a simple syrup in a in a can. <laughs> I mean, just now while I was talking about my champagne drink, I was like, oh, I should probably use, like, honey. (laughs) 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 I don't know why this never occurs to me. (laughs) Not a planner. I guess that's the difference, once again, between you and me. It's like I I woke up at, like, 7.30 and I researched various honey recipes with, like, happily putting together this thing. (laughs) Um. yeah you're weird (laughs) (laughs) just kidding so i feel like we should just jump to this book um for people that don't know Mm -hmm. we read a ridiculous book this month it has a very prominently on the front cover a sexy man with that shirt on that's that's how you know it will be good and I'm just going to read like the first the first two lines of the description. It's not every day that a beautiful woman falls out of the sky and lands face first on Grizzly Shifter Burke Dunn's hotel balcony. Definitely don't they don't hop up and demand his best gun. <laughs> you know, definitely. As you do, we were very excited about this book. One because shifters are the best. Shifters are the best. I feel pretty sure that you were Team Jacob. Well, I mean, in theory, I mean, Jacob in the, I'm, I'm team shifter or slash <laughs> werewolf wolf all the way. I don't, I don't like Jacob cause he's got like rage problems and he's got like a hairless chest, like every werewolf <laughs> under the sun have a, has a furry chest, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that. I was not team Jacob, but I am team werewolf 100%. Yes. Cause they're usually chill. They're very chill. They are social. They really understand, like, pack mentality. They're cuddly. Yes. I totally love the cuddly part. They're warm. Um, yes. Every time I read a vampire novel and it's, like, you know, his, like, cold hands or, like, uh. <sighs> even worse, it's, like, cold tongue. I'm like, <laughs> get that out of me. Out of my mouth. I <laughs> would be gross. I don't think I've ever experienced uh, that, but if I were to, I don't think I would like it. 
it's always like also shapeshifter. One of the things that happens with with shifter books is usually there's a lot more interpersonal relationship because usually there's like a pack or a, like a society and there's some world building that happens involving that society. Mm-hmm. And that's always interesting. Plus, oftentimes shifters shift into adorable animals. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Or their like their animal personality has a different personality. I'm like, oh, I just want to rub your face. <laughs> like, is it just like like the people who do, who shapeshift into cats? You're like, oh, with the furs and the fluffies. This is a fluffy cat. <laughs> yeah, and also the other reason why I was excited about this because of the chillness of shifters. Bear shifters are the most chill. Like, they are hilariously chill. And they're usually, like, go-with-the-flow type people and quite cheerful. And they're just fun. There's always every shifter book that I've read. It's like, it goes like, wolf, cat, wolf, cat, wolf, cat, bear! (laughs) It's like, (laughs) wolf and cat are, like, so... Everything about them is just drama filled, and the bear's like, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> so, bear shifters are my favorite of the shifters. Mm-hmm. They're usually really good. They're like always very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, they also don't need to be in control all the time. Yes. That is okay. Yes. Now, this, I will say, this is the first Honey Badger book. <laughs> Me too. That I that I have read, um, but they also in this book had weasels, well, and a wolverine. They called the wolverine yeah. a weasel. Yeah, well, I think I God, I'm gonna have to Wikipedia this. I think a wolverine is is kind of like a weasel. Also, I think the a honey badger is supposed to be a weasel. The things you learn from shifter books, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm just finding about the character Wolverine. That's not what I wanted, guys. No. I bet that guy gets that all the time. I'm a Wolverine. Uh, like the character? No, damn it. It resembles a small bear, according to Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Also, it's important to point out that this book, um, though it is the first of the Honey, ba- Honey Badger Chronicles, it's also, like, I don't know, 30th in the world. So you don't go in thinking, like, you're going to be introduced to the world of shifters because you're just going to be thrown right into it where all these already established characters come out of the woodwork and start interacting with them they won't tell me if it's a type of weasel it it isn't the first in the universe all those characters that we met have their own previous books oh do they yeah it's just that that is this is like a spin-off oh that explains a lot that's why we were like we're introduced to all these people, and it's like, and Deanne Smith walks in, and then everybody goes, "Oh," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't. Why are we so interested in this? Are we building this for the next book? Could not decide. Nope. It's a who is who of previous books. I guess the question for you, Wendy, is: Did you like the book? Um. Yeah, I loved it. This is exactly the kind of book that I just wish was available 
as a TV show as well, you know, like just like fun mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kind of monster of the week with a slight overarching plan and just like hilarious repartees cute cute animals (laughs) the funny also when i was telling my friends about what shifters are all the perks and the quirks i mentioned that they don't like turn into their animals very often like usually it's like oh you see jeff over there he's a polar bear i mean he's just hanging out in his day clothes and he's just chomping on some breakfast but sometimes he's a polar bear (laughs) <laughs> and they really don't change into their characters pretty often. Like, most of the time, it's just usually one thing. Like, your yeah. the claws or the, the grizzly hump. But they have the other things. Like, usually they have a strong sense of smell. Yeah. Um, Which came up several times. And personalities, which is my other favorite part of shifters, is that they always go, Oh, polar bears, they're, like, really slow. And they're, like, chill about everything. But, you know, the honey badgers are just, like, crazy. And, you know, usually very angry. <laughs> I love that they all have cute little personalities. Oh, you just like if I'm talking about people behind their backs. <laughs> you're like, am I, is, you know, you're like, you know, honey badgers are blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Grizzlies are, are that. You know what I heard? <laughs> Girl, tell me. I I like this book, but I was disappointed by there was not very many sexy times in a book that has uh, abs on the front pe- front cover and a naked person in the first scene. Yeah. Um. There is not. There's only like two sex scenes in this whole book, so I wonder if it really counts as a romance novel. I think it does, just by the fact that it is um, a shifter novel. Because I feel like shifter novels are pretty unanimously categorized as romance. Um, But, yeah, I noticed that as well. There was, there was not, also there was not enough tension between the two characters. Like, that's the only Mm -hmm. downside of of an adorable, chill bear is that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm crazy and my family's crazy. And she's like, and he's like, oh, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> he's like i i just want to love you mm-hmm. i love that part i understand that it was not him and she can't tell different types of shifters apart but when she was petting that bear i was <laughs> like yes <laughs> if i had a society where like people turned into animals and shit i would pet them i would pet the fuck out of them tons of petting Yeah. <laughs> You could go to a shifter cafe and take photos with shifters. I, I would. What she's alluding to is uh, my one of my hobbies, which I did actually a couple of days ago as I went to a cat cafe. Did. And I took selfies with the cats that were there um, so that my, it's right in front of their face. So the cat is like, what? And is usually a little annoyed. And I'm always like smiling. So it, it always ends up kind of funny looking. Yeah, it does. It's always like, what the fuck? Hey! Uh, hey! What? <laughs> hey! <laughs> what the hell? Hey! <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much how I'd handle myself in the shapeshifter universe. <laughs> yeah, and there is there is one character that does that too, where it's 
these characters are just hilarious. They're so silly. <laughs> um, Stevie is a uh, half honey badger, half Siberian tiger uh, genius with a super high IQ and some crazy little quirk. She is scared of bears. And she doesn't like them. And they move into a community of bears. <laughs> and then she, like, hides in the cupboards and is afraid of people all the time. But then there's this guy who shows up who's a panda bear. And he's not changed into his panda bear, like, body. Mm-hmm. He's just a human. He's, like, this, like, Asian dude that's kind of tall. And she just <laughs> kept on going up to him and going, You're so cute! <laughs> she would like <laughs> grab his cheeks and tweak him. <laughs> I also love the the bear community where like they would smell something. <laughs> they would smell something from the window that um Charlie was making and they'd just come like rooting around. I kind of And it's so funny cuz you can imagine a bear doing that and a human doing that at the same time, you know? What's going on? What's, <laughs> what's that smell? I also liked, so, um, the running gag of Berg is part of identical triplets, but one of them is a is a lady bear. <laughs> and no one seems to be able to tell them apart, including the lady bear. And I love when, like, they always think that she's, like, Berg or Dag. Um, and i just love the idea that you would like because you can imagine her as being like this big old beefy like you know bear lady um and i thought that was a funny thing i also loved there was a weasel that stevie just could not recognize ever (laughs) no i think it was a jackal it was a jackal yeah And and it's like a famous jackal and he would be like yeah. Uh, we went to camp, we went to, we, you know, we're both tr- prodigies, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I still don't remember you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a uh, lot of fun things, but I think we yeah. need to make this a serious conversation for a minute. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Serious, serious like, conversation. Like, literary. Ah. Yeah, so this time I thought about, um, and we should try and answer these, because we're just, we're just so full of shit, Wendy, like, we gotta do it. (laughs) So I prepared some literary discussion questions Uh to consider the corpus in which we're working with and and, and delve a little deeper. Mm -hmm. My first question, Wendy, for, and for our listeners as well, literary critics have said that Hot and Badgered is possibly the finest shapeshifter or honey badger novel ever produced. <laughs> Discuss. I mean, I can't I can't refute that. <laughs> you know, that long line of honey badger shifter novels. Yes, yes, yes. Like, like, I mean, maybe if you gave me a wider berth of, like, badger shifter novels, but no, you said honey badger shifter novels. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is definitely... You know, in the field, which is highly competitive, both this book and the books that follow it basically being the only Honey Badger books ever. (laughs) You know, it's just so incredible. Like, how can you ever top that? Why would you ever top that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the next books in the Chronicles aren't even written yet. So, I mean... (laughs) 
Who knows? I really liked it as a shifter novel, though. But the one thing about it was that you, I think this happens a lot where I, an author um, writes a lot of series, and the first, the first book is the first romance, and the first romance is like full of tension, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you get hooked, and then the rest it kind of feels like less and less tension to the point where it's just like everybody dropping in who's your favorite character is like hi David <laughs> hi Wolf like you know I love you guys I love you guys like <laughs> there's a little bit less tension than I wanted it to to have so yeah 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 no I think that's really I, I also believe it didn't really have enough tension like like at no point did it ever seem like they were not going to get together yeah um and so, like, and it was also kind of, you wanted to, the author to explore the tension of, like, Berg, Berg doesn't really love, what's her name, Charlie? He just kind of wants to possess her. He's protect, he, he doesn't know her and he protects her and that makes her, like, part of his family. And he doesn't really examine that very much. And I would think that Charlie would be like, well, what if you, like, end up protecting someone else? <laughs> you know, like... Like, do you, is this what happens every single time? You, you're, I mean, you're a bodyguard, right? Like, do you fall in love with everyone that you protect, right? Not everyone. Not everyone. Um, oh, honey badger. Yeah, I think you're picking up on what probably is your least favorite part of shifters is that they're, like, super possessive. Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing that they do. But at least they're not rapey. I mean, most of the time. Vampires are pretty rapey. This had really, I thought, pretty good consent issues mm-hmm. in the book. And people used protection. Yeah. Oh, my God. Gold star <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Yeah. When I started reading this, I was like, all right, so what's what's the mate bond thing? Because, you know, the other thing that you have to watch out with shifters is that they, they do mate bonding, which is like you just see the person from across the street. And then you're like immediately in love with them and you can never love anyone else and you're just like bonded and you can't be like away from each other like that fucking sucks <laughs> especially if they're not the same species as you and maybe they'll die someday yeah yeah it doesn't seem like a like a long-lasting plan but i'm moving on to my next literary question in what ways are the characters of this novel both hot and badgered <laughs> Think about it here. Because Berg is hot. He is. And Are you Charlie trying to do a, a pride and prejudice thing of like who's pride <laughs> who's prideful and who's prejudiced? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm doing. Charlie's a badger. Um She is badgered. She's badgered by yeah. her father. Yeah. They're badgered. He's a badger. yeah. yeah, they're badgered by their father. It's not even that they're being they're both hot and badgered by other people. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> and some people are badgered. They're just crazy. In the novel, uh, Charlie is half half badger, half wolf. Her younger half sibling is full badger, and then her younger si- sibling. Stevie that we mentioned before is half badger, half Siberian tiger, and they were kind of like 
melded together in like a sort of a foster care situation or adoptive mm-hmm. situation and mm-hmm. the whole the whole catalyst for all this conflict is their father who's this like fucking asshole who <laughs> seems to he's a ne'er-do-well he seems to like always get into trouble and always <laughs> like have these big elaborate plans that usually contain like thievery or something and then they always fall through and so, yeah, that's the thing I thought was really funny about the whole thing is they <laughs> never were. <laughs> yeah. They made him into this incredible villain, right? With all this power. And then you find out he's not a villain at all because he sucks at being a villain. Yeah. <laughs> he stole a hundred million dollars and then lost a hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I don't have it. How can you not have it? You don't have a single <laughs> cent? What's wrong with you? Oh, you wanted to read some of the novel, right? Or explain a part that you really liked? I think the best part of this book, and definitely the part that I, that made reading so enjoyable and lighthearted and fun, and would totally make me read other books by her, is just the witty repartee and the quirky, like, things that happen with all these, like, hilarious little personalities. And one thing, one time I thought was particularly hilarious was um, Charlie and and Berg had just had a close encounter where he was like, maybe I do like you. And she was like, was like you don't want to mess with me. You don't want to mess with my family. Just go away. <laughs> and then he's like staring at the at the refrigerator. <laughs> He didn't even realize that Charlie had gone until the cabinet over the refrigerator opened up and Stevie waved at him. (laughs) Stevie's a honey badger and a Siberian tiger, so things up high and, like, small little areas (laughs) are her favorite thing. What are you doing? He asked. I was just trying to nap. A bed was not an option. That's for when I sleep, not nap. Bird blew out of breath. I don't know how to respond to that either. She shot you down, huh? <laughs> Chibi asked. Even though they both knew the answer. Like an allied plane over Germany. I know it's hard to believe, but it just means she really likes you. No, seriously. <laughs> she insisted when Berg snorted. What's serious? Max asked, walking into the room with her face again covered in bees and honey. <laughs> Since Max is full honey badger, she can... um you know, get stung a million times and she'll be fine. So she always, she always walks in eating a honeycomb covered in bees. And also, like, that's the one rule that the bears made is, like, stay away from our beehives. Yeah. I thought Tiny said no stealing from hives, Berg reminded her. Who said I stole anything? <laughs> Charlie shot him down! Stevie whispered loudly. I saw that coming. Max slapped her face, killing several bees in the process. She's the only one to pass on the curse. There is no curse, Berg insisted. It's really hard to look at our lives and not think there's a curse. (laughs) I'm not saying you guys have had hard luck, but curses? Seriously? Father, it's more like your father is just an asshole. He's definitely an asshole. Max walked to the sink and washed the bees off her face. But her sister also believes she cur- she's cursed, and no one is going to change her mind 
just by telling her she's not being logical. Max dried off her face with a paper towel, but when she turned around, Berg had to look away. Don't worry, she promised. The swelling goes down in no time. I, I think that gave, like, a perfect view of both Stevie and Max. Max is, like, this crazy, always smiling sociopath serial killer. I mean, no, she's not a serial killer. She's probably an assassin. But we don't actually know what she does. Yeah, yeah. And she's this tiny Asian woman who, like, is always carrying around tons of guns. <laughs> the first, The first scene that we meet her... She pulls out a bazooka and shoots down a helicopter. <laughs> and then Stevie is like this little genius who's very delicate and she's skinny and blonde and whatever. <clears throat> but she she also turns into this giant hybrid badger Siberian tiger that kills <laughs> everything. Like <laughs> she just decimated an entire like group of assassins oh man <laughs> it was amazing so this play- plays into my theory that this is really just the powerpuff girls mm-hmm. because like blossom is clearly charlie and bubbles is clearly stevie and the whole time i was like listening to it like thinking thus the powerpuff girls were born using their ultra superpowers blossom bubbles and buttercup have dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil That's how I thought about it, like, the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to read something also that was really funny, because I thought this book was was very witty. It has a lot of one-liners that are very funny. Yeah. Um, And and there's a point in which um, they were talking, um, it's Stevie, I mean, sorry, it's Charlie, the main love interest, and Berg, and and she's mad because he's been... uh, uh, Basically, Charlie has been shot, and she's not she, she's not getting medical attention because she knows that like her body pushes out bullets, <laughs> and and uh, and and uh, apparently Berg doesn't know that. <laughs> so she's like, "I'm not hysterical. You've been shot. You were shot in Milan. You didn't get hysterical. I'm a bear, uh huh. Which means a forty-five isn't going to do anything except pass piss me off. What about bear spray? Does bear spray work?" Why are you asking? Why aren't you telling? <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> it's really funny because, like, later in the novel, uh, their their dad comes, like, crashing into the bear plate, the bear neighborhood, <laughs> covered in bear spray. Like, just covered. And there's a part later where Stevie starts carrying around bear spray everywhere she goes. <laughs> 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 so many great things. Uh, <laughs> and you know, like, this is exactly what a paperback romance should be. You know, like, it's not going to win any awards with, like, weird metaphors, but it's, like, it's funny. There's hilarious characters. They interact with each other. Um, there's a sense of family, there's a sense of romance, there's a sense of adventure, there's murder, you know, all that stuff in together, it's just a lot of fun. It's just fun. Yeah, and I think this book is like, it's a book that is, 
is is about honey badgers, which are funny on the internet. It, it It's like you go a couple of different ways, but it's clearly not taking itself very seriously. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I mean, we are verily in a book that has a, you know, a sexy man on the cover who I think is Dutch. I've decided that's Dutch. You think that's cannot Dutch? Be Berg. Yeah, because it's definitely not Berg. Berg it's would be like Berg. beefier. Yeah. Berg yeah, has a hairy 100%. chest, I'm sure. I'm sure he's like all bear like, right? Like, it's supposed yeah. to be Berg. That, yeah, the I hair know it's supposed to be Berg. It's supposed to be Berg. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, on my, in my Kindle, just add hairs to his hairy chest. And <laughs> make his head, and make his head, like, a little smaller. Because I imagine that he's, like, a beefcake, right? He's, like, I think, like, yeah. six feet tall or something. Yeah. That- and I think his head would be, like, real small, and his muscles would be, like, real big. <laughs> yeah, I think we've talked about this before. That that dude on the, uh, on the cover is probably, like, five eight. <laughs> he just looks like a tiny spelt man. When really they should be looking for like a plus size model with lumberjack man. You know? Yeah, yeah. With a beard. Yeah, I felt the same. Yeah, I felt like like the more I read it, I'm like, that's not him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can definitely tell like Shelley Lawrenson knows what she's doing. This isn't a first novel where they haven't figured out the main world yet, where they're making decisions still, where they're trying to build up the tension a lot, you know. This is like an established world, and she knows how to put together humor and action together in a way that is just a smooth ride. Like, I I had to slow down because I was reading it too fast, because it was too fun. I will say this book was very long, as opposed to the other book which said it was 400 pages. This book, I think, was actually 400 pages. Yeah. And it covers a lot. And i that's one of the criticisms I have of this book, is it goes all over the place, right? Like, they start in Switzerland when they kind of, you know, uh, you know Avengers assemble, basically. <laughs> then, they, then they end up in Brooklyn or uh, Queens or whatever for the majority of the book. But there's no, and and they eventually find the plot, which is this wedding that they need to save. But until that point, it's really unclear where the novel is going, you know. Yeah. And 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 like it's a total coincidence that they just happen to to see the same set of characters that they saw in in uh, Europe, just back in this particular neighborhood. Though I get the idea, and maybe that's kind of part of this is like it's a small world shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the sort of thing where, like, they're they're visible but not visible to everyone. Yeah, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea. Like, clearly, it's sort of like it's not quite the same thing, but you know how like gay people always know other gay people. Yeah. Um, like ship ship shapeshifters always know each other, and they kind of like know of each other, but like other people might not know about them. It's a subculture because you know, they're not part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought the whole pacing was on point, especially since I read it so like slowly. Like I I read some of it and then I stopped and then I read some of it again, and it felt a lot like the first season of a show. You know, <laughs> I will say it felt very cinematic and almost like anime. The way that like <laughs> things devolve into just like slapping each other repeatedly <laughs> yeah. in like groups. Like I was like, this seems a little bit like an anime character situation which is not terrible 
when you picture those those people, you don't picture them as people. You you can easily picture them as like you know drawings or or illustrations or something because you know they're always talking about like how slow polar bears are and they're bigger so you can like picture like a humpbacked person and (laughs) they're caricatures of of everything yeah yeah i mean they're they're definitely supposed to be kind of silly the other thing i liked about this book is at no point did i mean so there's a lot of talking about people as sluts in this book um mostly by people's older sisters Mm -hmm. um but it's it's i thought it was really great when um they were out at dinner and and they were getting a hotel room and this other character dutch who i really liked i liked dutch he was so odd <laughs> um a dutch had had booked them a hotel room with two beds and like um charlie <laughs> the lady is like that's silly we only are going to need one um you know which is like and then you can tell berg's like wait what what <laughs> Yeah, Berg was totally unprepared for all of that. But that's why he's such a good guy. Uh, he's just yeah. like going with the flow. Like, I mean, you know, as far as like, there's a lot of male protagonists that I love on the page, but I would not ever date. You know, but like. <laughs> Berg is so stable and cute that I would totally date him if he were real. <laughs> you know, turns into a grizzly every once in a while, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, one of the things that drove me nuts about Berg is when they were out eating and he ordered for Charlie. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a douchebag move. <laughs> And the fact he's always like grizzly splaining himself, like <laughs> you know, like he's all like like Charlie doesn't know very much about shifters. Yeah, neither do we as the audience. And so she explain all he'll explain all these things, and I'm like, she did not ask to know that. Like she does not care, Berg. <laughs> really? Because I was like, tell me more. Because <laughs> there's like there's a point where. Um, Berg was having a conversation with another shifter and he was not making eye contact and Charlie noticed she was like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> and then and I was like, no, tell me. But they didn't say. So I'm sure it's explained uh, in other But that I love that part too of the world building. I love world building that has to do with people instead of like places and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like you know, the, how did how did this culture come to be? And I can totally see that, like subculture of shifters has their own rules and their own uh, manners and that kind of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I, I think it's interesting, like in which she doesn't know about it either. Which is, I I like world building where you don't get to know all the answers yes. at once. That's, I mean, um, that's another reason why I like this book is because you're just thrown into there. That's one of my favorite things to happen is to just be thrown into a world, and then you yeah, have to yeah. like catch up. Yeah, you yeah you have to catch up, and, and you slowly get like, okay, these people are together, these people are together, and that's what's happening. Which yeah, it, it kind of got annoying after a while of all these people running in and out of the <laughs> the book who were like. You could tell they were major players in the other books. 
And yeah, particularly um, the, yeah, the Strike Force team that was working with. And the way they've set up these two Italian chicks to be the bad guys. I was also like, I do not care about you guys. You entered this novel too late for me to care. <laughs> and, oh, and Mary, the um, the the Scottish uh, psychotic lady, also did not care about her. Yeah, she's um, she's basically just like the ominous music. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, whenever, whenever in a TV show and it's too, too early to start the conflict, they show the bad guy for one second and they're like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's what was playing every single time she started talking. It seems we have a lot in common, cousin. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would cut away. Do you have another literary question? <laughs> okay. Um, I guess what role does honey play in the literary metaphors of the novel? <laughs> um, I feel like honey is a little bit of love in this universe, perhaps. <laughs> wow. You know, it's pretty much, you know, um, what's her face? Max is always trying to get some. Mm-hmm. And she steals it. Badgers and and Charlie always makes things that are honey related. Honey pies and honey cakes and honey cookies. She bakes when she's mad. (laughs) She lives in a bear neighborhood. And I love that idea, too, of like a bear neighborhood. And so the people who live there, like, sniffed around. And could smell her pies sitting there, you know. <laughs> it could also be, like, the one unifier between badgers and bears is that they both love honey. Yeah, and the point when, when they're in the hotel room and there there isn't any way to make any baking, and she somehow bakes like this thing, even though there's, like, no food around. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rapid-fire dialogue where they're, like, she she's talking about something, she's like, I can't believe they did this! And then he goes, how did you get honey? I, I can't believe this happened! And how did you get flour? <laughs> He's such an asshole! And really, like, where did you get any of this? <laughs> there's just a lot of cute funny things going on it's a cute funny thing so are you gonna read any more books from Shelley Lord I don't I don't know I don't think so are you going to I think so I'd like to maybe I'd like to try out some of her earlier works to see if there's more of tension in the novels because I know sometimes that can like peter off after a while but I, I think I'm gonna try some. Also, I was looking, I was looking specifically through it because I love broken puppies, and I was looking for a broken puppy um, <laughs> type. And mm-hmm. I think maybe that polar bear is his broken puppy. Oh. As far as the scale of asshole, there's really not many assholes. I mean, there's like uh-huh. annoyingly arrogant people, but there's they're not like so full of themselves that. They're an asshole to everyone and everything, you know? I did wish this book was a little bit kitschier. A little bit like, kitschier? Kitschier, yeah. Like, um, You wanted it to be amped baby. up? I thought it was, like, kitschy <laughs> just fine. <laughs> That's true. It is pretty kitschy already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
Um, I was expecting it to be more like uh, Tender Wings of My Desire, like just a little bit bad. It wasn't bad enough, I decided. What oh, it to be a you. little worse. <laughs> this was too well written. <laughs> but remember, Tender Wings wasn't that great either. Because they, yeah, no, they needed the to worst. pitch it up a bit. Yeah, they definitely did. So what other books are you reading, Wendy? Um, I just finished two books, which are on the scale of asshole on opposite spectrums. Um, I read The Deed, which um, has, it's by Lindsay Sands, and it's about, like, nebulous Highlander times slash medieval times. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Lindsay Sand writes like time ish. Like she has she's always like, in this era ish. I'm gonna make it sound I'm gonna make it sound like there's an era because I'm gonna make everybody say mayhap. But really it I don't fucking know. It's totally made up. <laughs> but in this one she um this is the second book I've read of the series and the girl doesn't know what sex is and she has to learn what that is on her wedding day. She's like, "Whoa, huh? this is totally different than I thought it was." <laughs> and that's the deed. I thought the deed at first was like, you know, a land deed or something and then we got to that part when she's like, "We're doing the deed." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> oh, that's that's a little bit more like hello my name is, you know, Ramona or something. The deed. The deed. The I'm the deed. deed. <laughs> and then also on the other side, I read a vampire novel and <laughs> I think I'm going to stop reading that series. Um, it got way too non-consenty. I mean, it was mm-hmm. consistently non-consenty, but I was like over it by the second book it was just you guys that's just not <laughs> don't you feel like taking some people aside and being like that's not what consent means like <laughs> that's really yeah, not I it. feel like like romance novel interventions would be the best type of fan fiction <laughs> ever like, just at various points of books, you'd rewrite the scene as if you walked in, explained what consent was, <laughs> and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was It was totally, it was, like, too salacious for it. It was called, um, Blood of, Blood of Shadows, I think. Mm-hmm. And I read the other name. I don't know. I'll, I'll put it on the website. Of what it actually was, but she was a vampire hunter. He was a vampire. Her blood was lethal to vampires until there was prophecy, and then it's like, oh fuck, prophecies! I hate prophecies. <laughs> but she lost her lethalness by falling in love with a vampire. Ah! And even more creepy, she had to like like seal the deal of falling in love by having sex with him which is like you guys have already had sex a lot already (laughs) i don't know why this one will matter but okay whatever (laughs) we we need this vaginal handshake to seal the deal yep vaginal handshake (laughs) what about you what have you been reading 
I just finished uh, Mama Day by Gloria Taylor. Um, it is a, a retelling of The Tempest on an island that's in between, I think, South Carolina and Georgia. It's kind of like an island that doesn't exist under either state um, hmm. that takes place in, I think, like, mostly in the 50s. I can't remember. Anyway, it involves, like, a tempest storm that's come that's happening, and, like, it has different characters and things like that. Um, and it's about, like, an African-American family. Hmm. Um, and it, it was good. I liked it. I thought it had kind of, like, it was a type of, like, what do you call it, magical realism that felt kind of, you know, it was a little witchy, but not too witchy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I liked that one. Yeah, but, yeah, I haven't read much else besides that this month. Because you've been busy. I know, I've been busy. I've been traveling a lot. Oh, yeah, you were in Paris. Yeah, I was in Paris and Amsterdam and... Bruges on vacation, and I just got back from Canada, because I was in Ottawa, Ontario, presenting, and before that, I was in Houston. Uh, So, like, I've been doing a lot of traveling, which I wish meant I read more, but it doesn't usually. Usually more distracted. I read a lot of this book, actually. I spent, like, two hours in the park, because it was, like, really nice weather in Ottawa, and as opposed to go on a tour of the Parliament, sorry, Canada, I sat in a park, and I read... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a mistake because other people meant the Fred met the french president who was walking around oh yeah so that's kind of cool because the g7 summit is in trudeau that guy right yes no no not the canadian president the french president macron oh. yeah i keep on trying to call him macaron but that's not correct <laughs> <sighs> did you do anything romancy while there Romance novel Romance while while in Ottawa mm-hmm. or in Paris? Well, both. I, uh, well, I went to a lot of cat cafes. Um, <laughs> I guess we walked around near the Eiffel Tower. I feel like that's every woman's, like, like wet dream. It's like hanging out near the Eiffel Tower. Which we did because <laughs> the weather was nice. I actually, and this is, like, the most silliest thing. Um, and I hope my, so I made a friend. Her name was Faith. Um, and I, and, and she wanted to go out for dinner one of the nights while we were there and she wanted to go out and get a good dinner and I'm a foodie. So I went with her. So, and and since like she wanted to go with one other, she wanted to do a tasty menu. It's just the two of us. So we were kind of on a romantic evening Mm -hmm. and because of when this conference was this, uh, we're celebrating, we're going out and celebrating tonight, but it was technically my wedding anniversary. And I didn't tell her because I didn't want it to be weird that I was going out with this other woman to this fancy <laughs> restaurant in Canada on our wedding anniversary. Because <laughs> uh, I'm like, I don't want this to be weird. So yeah, I, I did have a, a candlelit dinner at a place called Supply and Demand, which is pretty good. So you had a romantic evening with not your husband. <laughs> that wasn't romantic. Nothing, yeah. Like I don't. You had a platonic friendship <laughs> evening during the yeah. most romantic part. <laughs> That's cool. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so that was very romantical, I guess. So, I guess those are the most romancy romance novel things that happened. Oh, and um, one of my friends 
was rooming with me and we got upgraded. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were supposed to just get like, actually we were supposed to get one king size bed and we got an apartment (laughs) with like two bedrooms Mm -hmm. and two bathrooms and a living room and a full kitchen. Wow. It was, I, I didn't know how to deal with the fact they're like, here you go. And I'm like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) This is too much luxury. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I didn't even know how to deal with the person who gave me this. I'm like, this is too nice. Like, this this is taking niceness to a, a crazy level. <laughs> so, for next month, we are reading The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. And I'm just going to read a little bit about that right now. Great. And it is, a groomsman and his last-minute guests are about to discover if a fake date can go the distance in a fun and flirty debut novel. Agreeing to go to a wedding with a guy who she gets stuck with in an elevator is something Alexa Monroe doesn't wouldn't normally do. But there's something about Drew Nichols that's too hard to resist. On the eve of his ex's wedding facilities, Drew is minus a plus one until a power outage strands him with a perfect candidate for a fake girlfriend. After Alexa and Drew have more fun than they ever thought possible, Drew is to fly back to Los Angeles in his job as a pediatric surgeon, and Alexa heads home to Berkeley, where she's mayor's chief of staff. Too bad they can't stop thinking about each other. <laughs> awesome! So it's a fake. Yeah. it's a fake boyfriend or whatever. It's a yeah. It's a it's a meet cute elevator romance. Uh-huh. Fake boyfriend, fake girlfriend story. With a little bit of a long distance. So it's a contemporary. And we're reading it with my mother. Yay! The incredibly excellent Sandy Barnes, who is visiting me in Indiana. Your whole family! I know. I don't know what I did to deserve all... Actually, she's just going to be in the South, and she just it's a quicker flight. So yeah, so she's going to be in town. So she's going to be on the podcast. And she is deep into this book already. Awesome. I'm pretty excited about it. It's actually, I think, I think it's written by a woman of color, which is good. And also, I think it's relatively, so it came out recently, and and this romance novel is, I think, has some critical acclaim. Oh. So, which is something that you cannot say for Hot and Badgered. (laughs) Which is a shame, because it was a fun book. Yeah, I mean, under, maybe it'll win some things. I think it's Hot and Badgered's pretty new. Yeah. It's a new release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A new release. Also, the the book that I was talking about is called Blood Shadows by Lindsay Pryor. Lots of consent issues. <laughs> Here's the book so that you may avoid it in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, there's a prophecy, which is always a burden. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Getting Lit, available mo- monthly on iTunes. If you want to learn more about our love for romance novels, you can visit GwenWendy.com. That's GwenWendy.com. Did you hear that? Yeah, I just heard it. Was that thunder? Yeah, that was thunder. Jesus thunder. Christ. Please don't die. <laughs> I'll try not to. You can follow Alana on Twitter at Librarian Alana. If you'd like to learn more about this episode, you can go to gwenwendy.com slash s2ep5.
What's the best type of romance novel, Lana? The trashy type, Wendy. <laughs> Deanna Lana's podcast. Wendy and Lana's podcast. Get literary, get literary. Woo!